Hello, longevity friends, and welcome to another episode of the Longevity and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Claudia from Brizalaga, here to uncover the groundbreaking strategies, tools, and practices from the world's pioneering experts to help you live at your best and reach your highest potential. If you haven't done so already, make sure to sign up for my weekly newsletter where you'll find lots of top insights and inspiration by going to llinsider.com. In today's episode, I'm joined by Sakiko Reuterskjold, co-founder and CEO of Nomosu, back for round two. Nomosu delivers sumptuous organic treats that are free of sugar. Think no more brain fog, no more bad skin, no more fat gain, no more elevated chronic diseases. In today's episode, you'll find out more about why sugar is so addictive, healthy sweetness steps to quit sugar, and top tips on how to stay on track, as well as why we need to be more cautious with fructose. Please enjoy. But welcome today. So excited to have you on, particularly as someone who absolutely adores chocolate, delicious chocolate, and things that are sweet. Thank you so much for creating such beautiful... <laughs> beautiful food that's actually healthy for us and I want to dive into all things and why don't we kick off I'd love for you to explain for people to understand first of all like why is sugar so addictive some people even say apparently it's like cocaine um so what's happening why is sugar so addictive why do we crave it so much there's a lot of famous discussion about how it's like cocaine, but actually on a molecular level, it makes sense. Actually, people think it's just because of the sweet taste in the mouth, but that's actually mm -hmm. not correct. And the latest research on taste is very fascinating. Mm -hmm. And it shows that even if we lose our sense of taste, we still crave glucose, which makes mm -hmm. sense because glucose is a very <laughs> abundant energy source for yeah. our bodies that we yeah. evolved with. However, sucrose is sugar. Sucrose mm -hmm. is glucose and fructose bonded together. Um, and we really, as far as we can tell in our day and age, we don't really need fructose to survive. Fructose is quite particular in the fact that it's the only thing we eat that actually increases our ghrelin, our hunger hormone, mm -hmm. and actually suppresses the functioning of our fullness hormone. So mm -hmm. that combination of suppressing fullness increasing hunger basically just makes you eat more and if you're eating the sugar you'll probably eat more sugar right and that makes you eat more and more so that's the reason for the eating more of sugar but i don't know if addiction is the best way to describe it you could describe it that way but it's a different like mechanism basically and then also the fact that our intestines sense oh there's glucose here you know we want it so even if you lose your sense of taste you still will want the sugar for survival reasons the problem now is that we're surrounded by sugar mm -hmm. every single packaged food product nearly has added sugar to it and we really don't need it and it's just fueling this hunger and fullness decrease vicious circle yeah, I think that's such a good point as well. But reading labels is so important. I mean, I'm so shocked also in the US, they even put sugar in bread. Bread's supposed to be sweet, right? And I think it's keeping an eye on that. And also on the serving sizes as well, because people think, you know, it's, oh, there's only five grams of sugar in here per, but then they have to realize it's per 30 grams and not per 100 exactly. grams. So always per 100 grams and ideally something under five grams. Can you discuss a little bit about the detrimental impact of sugar on health? What is actually going on there and how that then obviously plays on well-being and longevity? Yes, to take a step back, just I'll try to go through it really quickly. The reason it's bad for us now 
actually is the same reason that it helped us, our species, to survive a certain time in our evolutionary history. You might think like, why would nature create such a thing that's so terrible for us? There was a time in our evolutionary history when we were mainly eating fruit, basically, and there was fruit all year round. And then our ancestor species started suffering from the climate change that was happening at the time, which was reducing temperatures and thus making there not be fruit all year round. And at that point in time, there was a genetic change in our genes that allowed us to store more fat from fructose, which is mm -hmm. the sugar in fruit. So that key genetic change allowed us to survive the winters and probably allowed our whole species to survive when it otherwise wouldn't have. That's great. But basically, remember what I just said there, fructose we can store more fat from fructose than other animals and really effectively. So mm -hmm. storing fat from fructose. Now yeah. we're surrounded by fructose yeah. and we're storing fat. You know, it's not just fat that you see visibly, but it's this type of fat. It promotes the type of fat that actually starts to surround your internal organs and mm -hmm. thus leads to fat. organ dysfunction. And that's called visceral fat, for example. That is the real crux of the problem function is dependent on form and when the form is changed by having much more fat in and around the actual pancreas the liver etc organs start to not function anymore also another key beginning of the detrimental effects is insulin resistance you can first see it actually in the muscle cells Mm -hmm. where you might have enough glucose circulating in your blood, but it's not getting into the cells where it needs to get in. So mm -hmm. your body actually effectively thinks that you're starving in a way because the glucose is not getting into the cells, but actually you have a lot of glucose too much in the blood. And it's this vicious circle and then it keeps going and getting worse as that metabolic dysfunction turns into a hormonal endocrine dysfunction and it's mm -hmm. very hard to go back so yeah i mean there's so many ways i can talk about the detriments but that's just like one key core part of it then also it increases inflammation for example the subcutaneous fat cells causing cellulite for example many people don't really know that um, that it's really a key cause of cellulite and if you quit sugar dramatically your skin overall will totally improve including that for example yeah so there's many, many glowing almost right it's phenomenal but i think what people are feel uncertain about is healthy sweetness right yes. and there's a lot of artificial sugars and we hear then there's studies about people that some of them can be cancerous so let's talk about what exactly is healthy sweetness and what is actually marketed as healthy but not actually very healthy for us okay yeah so broadly speaking i like to speak on a molecular level a biochemistry level because it's what matters like the biochemistry of the thing you're putting in your mouth will go down and have a different impact on your whole system depending on what it is and so for example there are many different bitter foods right bitter coffee is bitter tea is bitter some dark leafy vegetables are bitter and so on that doesn't mean that the bitterness comes from the same biochemistry the same type of molecule so it's the same with sweetness so we have sweet taste in nature and artificially produced that some of the ones in nature are forms of sucrose, fructose, glucose. Those are the mm -hmm. main, and what makes sucrose, table sugar sweet, or cane sugar, beet sugar sweet, is the fructose part. Mm -hmm. There's fructose in many different things, a lot, and mostly in fruit, but there are 
also ingredients found in nature that activate the sweet taste receptors, but mm -hmm. are not sucrose, are not fructose, are not glucose. So mm -hmm. examples of these, they might have other flavors within them. Licorice, mm -hmm. for example, has mm -hmm. no fructose in it. It tastes sweet. It has a licorice taste as well as tasting sweet. Mm -hmm. Can't necessarily use it in a cake recipe and come out with the same result. There's too Then you have this tea we drink in Japan called amacha, which the mm -hmm. leaves are very sweet. Mm -hmm. They're also a type of molecule called the glycoside that is not um, a sugar. It tastes sweet and it actually has no calories. It's not metabolized into energy. Mm -hmm. It activates your cell taste receptor, goes through you, done. Mm -hmm. So that is the same with, I'll just list quickly what I feel based on all of the research I've done over many, many years and performed ourselves. Healthy sweeteners that are available commercially are stevia, erythritol, xylitol, monk fruit extract. Monk uh -huh. fruit extract, by the way, is a very similar molecule to the stevia leaf molecule. Okay. Uh, so they both activate the cell taste receptor. Now, all these things I'm saying essentially have no calories and are not metabolized into energy, except xylitol. I still think xylitol is fine because some of it is metabolized into glucose, but no fructose. And fructose is the thing I'm trying to avoid. And then there's allulose, which is kind of a new kit, new-ish, not that new. But um, I am still not 100% comfortable. I'm not saying it's bad at all. It's just that it has this blood glucose lowering effect, which sounds fantastic. You know, At least as far as all the work I've done to try and find any studies, there's no study that demonstrates mechanistically how that is happening. I'm a bit like worried, like, wow, that's quite a big effect that it has. Why is it doing that? How is it doing that? What is the yeah. cellular metabolic pathway? So that's why I'm a bit like, but I would definitely, Caution. I would still take the risk of having that over having sugar for sure. Of course. Um, yeah. So in terms of the healthiest, um, so all the ones I listed are at least health neutral, no mm -hmm. negative consequences, but there are a couple that have added health benefits, particularly stevia. Stevia mm -hmm. is fascinating. It's an adaptogen. It actually has been used in indigenous populations to treat people with high blood pressure and high blood sugar. I don't know how they figured this out, but they did. <laughs> and now all the scientific research has unlike with the allulose, mechanistically described and studied and explained exactly mechanistically how it works, the mm -hmm. lower blood glucose. So if you have someone with insulin resistance, having a like a bowl of white rice, you will see their blood glucose and their insulin area under the curve be very high. Yeah. If you give that sort of, this is not exactly the experiment that was done, but just to make it easier to understand, you give a high carb meal like that with the stevia, they will have a 30% lower blood glucose area under the curve, which is a fantastic thing for them to manage yeah. blood glucose. And then Stevia has also many interesting studies on its anti-inflammatory effects, antioxidant mm -hmm. effects, etc. Mm -hmm. Of course, it matters how much dosage there is and so on. But so that's why I think Stevia is particularly fascinating because it really has medicinal properties. And just um, a question that I'd love you to share as well around Stevia. So not all Stevia is created equal. And obviously okay, yeah. go-to for a lot of people is what's in the supermarket and what's available. So what is yeah. the key to finding the most you know, quality stevia, and you're using that as a sweetener. Yeah, okay. There's a certain percentage of stevia on the market that is not even taken from the leaves. It's like mm -hmm. created in the lab and so on. So that it'll never be organic. So it'll be a non-organic stevia. There's another type, which is 99% of what's on the market is chemically extracted stevia. But so many plant extracts are chemically extracted. It's mm -hmm. the easiest kind of known way to do things. But the actual end result of what you end up with is like the core of the stevia molecule. So from a health perspective, I don't see a big problem with 
chemically extracted stevia. Okay. It doesn't sound nice that it's chemically extracted. So many things <laughs> that we eat actually are chemically extracted. We don't even know, like vegetable oils, or sometimes they use hexane to extract. So, you know, it's like a typical commercial process. But from a taste perspective, it does change the molecular structure and the way it reacts with your cell's taste receptors. So the stevia that we use, and there's only one company in the world that sells this B2B and it's growing, and soon we're going to come out with a one-to-one sugar replacement that everyone can use that is based on this stevia is 100 percent water purified so it's a physical mm-hmm. extraction from the organic leaves using very high-tech filters and membranes so it's like a physical water only extraction of chemicals mm-hmm. and that maintains the natural structure of the sweet molecules and has a natural reaction with your cells taste receptors but mm-hmm. before we come out with that sweet mix and wherever everyone's living in the world i would still encourage you to feel completely fine taking any sort of stevia product just check on the back that it's not got one of the artificial sweeteners which i'm sure will come to for example sucralose or sometimes they'll have a big sign on the front saying stevia and then on the back it's like the main ingredient is sucralose because it's cheaper you know so preferably organic you know yeah when it's organic in a pack you won't often find stevia on its own because it's 300 times as sweet as sugar. So you need to blend it with something else to be able to have something that you can put in a recipe that's like sugar. But it's often blended with, in America, is allulose because that's less sweet than yeah. is naturally occurring in mushrooms and fermented foods. It's a natural byproduct of fermentation. It has mm-hmm. a funny sounding name if you haven't heard it before, but it's totally <laughs> yeah. natural. So uh-huh. erythritol, it totally is fine. And that is less sweet than sugar. So combined with stevia, it's often found together like that. I would feel totally comfortable buying kind of any stevia product as long as it doesn't have one of the artificial sweeteners in it. And it's not because they're artificial that I have a problem with artificial sweeteners Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I went through each one and read every single paper published on each one. And not all of them cause cancer or anything, but each one has issues from a health perspective. Maybe that's not a coincidence being artificial or synthetically created. You know, I wasn't like against it simply because it's created by a human. I was open-minded, but I concluded, and you can see on our website, nomosu.com, a whole section on artificial sweeteners. You can see all the summaries and all the references to the published papers on them. It's so, so helpful. And thank you so much for walking through because just the detriment of sugar and where it's hidden. So we don't just like to look at the problem, but figure out what are great solutions. And Nomosu has been doing amazing research and producing also delicious products around it. If you haven't tried them yet, do check them out. Can you explain or can you share like what are the falsely marketed healthy sugars where people should really look out for? This episode is brought to you by AeroFit. How many of us develop bad breathing habits? I know I did. It wasn't until I tried the AeroFit device that I relearned how to breathe better. Even after a few two to three minute sessions, I could tell the difference when running. AeroFit is a smart respiratory muscle trainer that allows you to track, monitor, and improve the strength of the pulmonary muscles. You start by inputting your metrics and goals in the app, followed by a baseline lung test, and then start your individualized breath training sessions. This device can benefit everyone from high-performance athletes to breathwork practitioners to those who just want to breathe better. In as little as five to 10 minutes a day, you become more efficient at breathing all while sitting on your couch. So if you're ready to take your lung strength and flexibility to the next level, as well as improving your neuromuscular pathways leading to better breathing biometrics, then AeroFit is for you. 
And for you, dear audience, you can go to aerofit.com, that's A-I-R-O-F-I-T.com, and use discount code CLAUDIA15 to get 15% off. Yeah, so basically, you can just look at the back and see the sugars per 100 grams. Hopefully, that's Mm -hmm. regulation it has to show there. If it has 99 grams per 100 grams, like coconut sugar does, it's sugar, meaning sucrose, meaning it has fructose. So people have really milked this idea of natural as being good. There are so many plants and things in nature that would kill us like immediately if we Mm -hmm. ate them, you know? So simply because something is natural Mm -hmm. does not mean at all that it's necessarily good for you. And cane sugar is natural, beet sugar is natural, coconut sugar is natural. Mm -hmm. People argue that coconut sugar has a lower glycemic response. That is a terrible argument because actually if you look at the composition of coconut sugar, it actually has more fructose than glucose. Mm -hmm. And while we focus sometimes a lot on glycemic index, which is relevant, fructose gives no, like hardly any glycemic response. Fructose Mm -hmm. fructose Mm -hmm. is the most damaging part of sugar, but it doesn't spike your blood glucose on Mm -hmm. its own immediately. But over time, it does elevate your blood glucose because it makes you insulin insensitive. The idea that coconut sugar is low GI is actually the reason why it's even maybe worse than table sugar because it's Mm -hmm. high fructose. Agave syrup, very high fructose, more mm-hmm. fructose than high fructose corn syrup. Agave syrup has wow. more fructose than high fructose corn syrup. But it has a leaf on, or a plant on the front, a picture, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's nice. people are like, oh, this is the healthy sweetener. <laughs> and it's so, so unfair because it's so misconceiving. I think so many people want to eat the right sugar, right sweetness. And I myself, back before I knew, I thought, oh, coconut sugar, like it's derived from coconut, must be healthy. No, yeah. not the case at all as well. So yeah. what's great is that there are alternatives. Stevia is amazing for sort of day-to-day, people put it in their coffee or things as well for baking. I think monk fruit extract is great. Xylitol erythrol is good. Just xylitol careful because apparently it's toxic for dogs. Lizzie told me once uh, her neighbor's dog ate a birthday cake that was filled with xylitol and sadly died. So just to be really, really careful. And I haven't looked into the research around that as well. Why? But for humans, it's perfectly fine, perfectly healthy as well. And then Mm. just what we were just a little recap saying with the stevia, ideally if you can find organic stevia, it's produced in a better way, but any stevia is much better than any sort of pure sugar. And then for people just to be very cautious of of fructose as well. And you were talking about the metabolic pathways and what's really happening there around that as well. Takiko, if people are looking to quit sugar, what are some of the ways to get out of harm's way in terms of sugar exposure? What would you recommend? A few things. Firstly, when you have a sweet tooth, which I did before, and I still do to a certain extent, I was so afraid of quitting sugar. And I wanted to do it for two weeks, I was going to quit sugar. And I used to have a very sweet breakfast, not necessarily unhealthy, I thought, but very low fat yogurt that is sweetened with sugar, obviously, and with fruits and so on. Loads of like, high fructose fruit, you can tell how much fructose is in the fruit, just taste it, you know, like if it's a very ripe pear, it's going to have a lot of fructose in it. If it's a green banana, it's like hardly any fructose, but you can really tell. I used to have a very high fructose practice and I just couldn't imagine having eggs or something. I was just so used to that. And it took three days and I couldn't imagine having sweet for breakfast, something sweet mm-hmm. for breakfast after three days only. It was so easy. It was so much easier than I thought. And mm-hmm. now I understand that actually our cells taste receptors reform all mm-hmm. the time. So your level of what you appreciate and enjoy of sweetness will sink 
immediately. I believe instead of taking it easy, slowly tapering down, I think you should go cold turkey and just zero sweetness. Like even mm -hmm. the healthy sweeteners I mentioned, just to experiment with your taste. Zero sweetness for three days. Pretty much anyone can do it. And just add more like delicious, savory, like avocados, healthy mm -hmm. fats, some protein and Nuts. butter and like whatever works for you, but like more protein and fats, healthy protein yeah. and fiber from vegetables and stuff. And you will find it much easier than you think. Mm -hmm. Step one is don't worry about it. Just try it. Yeah. And it, it might be super easy. Then your level of sweetness, what you enjoy will change. There are certain desserts I can't have anymore because I just find them way too sweet and mm -hmm. really almost disgusting, you know, but I still appreciate a nice, flavorful, you know, dessert you're doing yourself a huge favor to just taper down your taste for sweetness and that happens yeah. automatically by having no sweetness for three days mm -hmm. and the whole food industry and especially in certain countries there's been sweetness inflation over years and years and years so mm -hmm. like what we can tolerate in terms of the level of sweetness is crazy actually and once you quit for just three days, you'll notice that you don't want that level of sweetness anymore. So that's step one. I really like the idea of a three-day test. And I think, you know, the best way to succeed in a three-day test is actually to set yourself up to win in terms of preparation. Because if you haven't been reading food labels and stuff as well, you might actually realize that, you know, maybe the bread that you are eating for breakfast is actually containing sugar and things like that as well. So if you're going to do the three-day sugar detox, right? to just make sure that you've got, so the pantry's full, you've got the healthy fats, the protein, the fibers and things like that as well, so that you set yourself up to win what you're going to be eating. So you're not sitting there going, okay, actually I really want ice cream right now because I'm starving or whatever the case may be. I, think, I really yeah. like the idea of the three day test. So that was step number one. Step number two. And if you want to be a bit more like ambitious, <laughs> you could do for two weeks, you know? But so see how it goes after three days. If you're mm -hmm. like dying or for sweetness, then you know, you can try again another time. But imagine doing it for two, two weeks and just tell yourself like after two weeks I can go back to exactly how I was eating before like no one's forcing me to do this so when you say to people like oh I think you should quit sugar for life it's like terrible it's just not it's not realistic yeah. and it's not necessary either yeah. but after two weeks you start to see so many other benefits you know mm -hmm. not only does your taste change in a good way your skin improves your energy levels your sleep you have sustained energy throughout the day you don't get brain fog you don't mm -hmm. fall asleep after lunch it's just such so many benefits that you notice you actually feel like more joy and so that's why i recommend like the three day is a key marker and then two weeks is also like a key marker so fruit is also we we have to try to think more on a molecular level kind of on a biochemistry level as i mentioned some fruit is very high in fructose and very low in fiber. You want to choose fruit that is high in fiber and low in fructose instead. Your taste for sweetness, doing this three days, zero fruit, for example, I mean zero fruit as well when I say zero sweetness, will help change your taste. And then after that, choose fruits based on your taste that are low in fructose and mm -hmm. high in fiber. For example, grapes, very high in fructose, very low in fiber. So grapes, almost no fiber, soup full of fructose. Then the ripeness of the fruit, try to go for more unripe fruit. So green bananas are amazing, resistant starch, really good. So just you can tell by your taste if something is high in fructose. And so yeah. I would recommend no fruit, for two weeks, mm -hmm. that's what I did. No mm -hmm. fruit, no sweetness, bringing fruit back in, but trying to choose the ones that are lower in sweetness and higher in fiber, also high in polyphenols. Berries are amazing. Berries um, are great, you know, yeah. They're so full of 
plug yeah. your nails. But you have to watch out in, in the States when I was there recently, they had these super sweet blackberries and they're just like, <laughs> they bred them to become higher in fructose. Obviously that's why they're more sweet. So yeah. Were they organic as well out of interest to the super sweet blackberries that you found in the States? No, they were not organic, actually. If people, obviously, it's more expensive label, but I think to think of investment in your health long term, there's so much pesticides sprayed on non-organic fruit, especially if you're like the ones that you're eating the peel. Obviously, if you're taking off a peel, it doesn't really matter. But if you're looking at berries and things like that, if you can try to go for the organic ones that, you know, are not, shouldn't in most countries do not have pesticides sprayed on it. We were talking yeah. about the different steps for yes. getting off of sugar. Yeah. So doing the three day detox, setting yourself up to win, making sure you've got the healthy fats, the protein, yeah. the fibers in, if you can stretch it to yeah. two weeks and then really do not sell, put yourself into the challenge of two weeks and really seeing where he's benchmarking where you were before, where you're feeling after, how's the brain fog, how is your health, how's your skin, etc. So we got to the two weeks, Akiko, what would you recommend for, for thereafter? Yeah, okay. So the other things are, we talked about labels. And as you mentioned, just to repeat, look at the per 100 grams, yeah. you can compare products by per 100 grams, and just look at the sugars. And if it's five grams, and under, I think it's okay to yeah. eat this product that you're having in your hand. If it's 10 grams per 100 grams, maybe once in a while or a little, but if it's more than 10 grams per 100 grams, I would just not buy that product Better to avoid. Like, if you want to avoid sugar. And then also check the ingredients and see if there are added sugars and so on. But really mm -hmm. the nutritional table tells you a lot. That's another thing. And then in terms of like meals, we've been talking a lot about fructose, the thing that I want to avoid the most. Glucose is found in everything like broccoli and many healthy products or food. We mentioned briefly glycemic index glycemic load so like white rice potatoes those are free they don't have fructose in them that's mm -hmm. why they're not sweet but they're mm -hmm. mainly glucose and so they will spike your blood glucose and you don't want to do that too often and too much and so what really helps and it's quite easy to think about is just have fiber at the beginning of your meal mm -hmm. the salad first not last salad first and then mm -hmm. have if you can i'm half japanese so i'm a bit obsessed with this product called shirataki noodles which is <laughs> made of this fiber which is the best fiber in the world for your gut microbiome they sell them now just like they do in japan they're transparent or they sell them with a bit of gluten-free oat flour so to make them look white to make you feel like oh i'm having pasta but it doesn't have the same exact texture as pasta i think most people enjoy pasta because of the sauces that you put on top so if you just make these noodles and you just dry fry them after boiling them for two minutes and you have them with whatever sauces you enjoy um, it's such a good fiber for your gut microbiome it's a prebiotic fiber and then also um, it has I don't know eight calories per 100 200 grams or not much at all that's not the main point the main point is that it's not going to spike your blood sugar it'll lower your blood sugar if you're mm -hmm. having other carbs with your meal you know because of it being pure fiber almost so have that maybe once in a while but in Japan mm -hmm. we eat it sometimes even in blocks <laughs> actually there are many if you like search slim noodles or like on Amazon, you'll find all these different products. They come in different shapes. They're either a block or they're like the shape of fettuccine or the shape of spaghetti. They make mm -hmm. them in different ways for yeah. people to enjoy. So protein and fiber really mm -hmm. help to lower blood sugar responses yeah. and make you feel full. And when you feel full, you don't eat as much of the dessert. <laughs> so that really makes a, a big difference. It sounds like trivial, but it, over time, it makes a huge difference. So don't yeah. have ice cream on an empty stomach. The other key point to quitting sugar, if you really want to minimize the damage of sugar, 
please just try not to have liquid sugar. That means even smoothies that are high in fruit. So when you've got liquid sugar, it actually physically has a different pathway in your body because Mm -hmm. the wall of our intestine has ways to absorb and deal with the fructose and actually avoid it going to the liver if it's Mm -hmm. a reasonable amount and not in a liquid form and so on. If it's in liquid form, a bunch of that fructose is going straight to the liver and causing all the damage we spoke about, causing visceral fat and metabolic dysfunction, etc. Also, there are studies now directly causally linking liquid fructose to colon cancer because it reaches the colon. Actually, don't have liquid sugar. Soft drinks, juices, yeah. these that are mostly fruit. Fruit big, juices um, as well. Yeah. So maybe one caveat to that is probably putting like fresh lemon or fresh lime in your water. To not think of that as a fruit juice as well, because some people ask me that as well. They don't taste sweet. That means they don't have fructose in them. And that comes to the next tip is flavors. I think taste science is super fascinating and very complex. Our system of taste, it depends on our nose as well. And there are certain flavors that make something feel sweeter, mm-hmm. even without fructose being in it. One is mm-hmm. vanilla extract. Mm-hmm. If you add vanilla extract to a recipe, you're going to need less sugar to enjoy the same sweetness. Or even mm-hmm. I don't recommend using sugar at all. I recommend one of the healthy sweeteners we listed before. But mm-hmm. even those healthy sweeteners, you might not need to use as much. So there are certain things in nature that have a feeling of sweetness. Also apple cider vinegar, if you put that in a salad dressing, it somehow gives you a feeling of sweetness, but it's not really, it's not really sweet <laughs> itself. Yeah. yeah. And so it's great for your gut health. Yeah. Gut bacteria as well. So we have here lemon and lime and water, bad for your teeth though, fruit and cumber roads teeth. So one hack, if you are drinking a lot of lemon and lime water, which I actually do, you can have a glass straw. So I have a glass straw to try to avoid your teeth. And obviously ideally brush your teeth after I don't know how good people are brushing their teeth every time they drink, but it can erode the teeth obviously over time, but a glass straw will help to eat some of that. And actually, there are some studies showing that erythritol in particular, and I think xylitol as well to a certain extent, deters pathogenic bacteria in the mouth, in the oral Mm -hmm. cavity. So actually, that's why erythritol and uh, xylitol are found in chewing gums a lot. And so, you know, it's actually beneficial for your oral health, which is the opposite of sugar. (laughs) So thank you so much for coming on today. Do you have any last tip or piece of advice that you'd like to share with my audience? Yeah, okay, just last tip is there's like these rumors or ideas, the logic behind the old idea that, oh, if we eat fat, we'll become fat. This kind of sounds like it makes sense, but actually scientifically it's not true. And that is the idea that sweetness, having something sweet Mm -hmm. is going to spike your blood sugar or trick your body or it's just not true. It's not mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so depends on the compound, are, right? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there mm-hmm. are sweet molecules, the healthy ones we mentioned, that do not spike your blood sugar and they do mm-hmm. not trick your body or anything. There is healthy sweetness. And don't let the big food companies who really don't want you to understand this fool you or spread these rumors. So for everyone listening, just to recap on the healthy sugars, right? So Kiko, maybe you can just list them off again, the five healthy ones to focus yeah. on and to really try to avoid all the other ones if you're doing the sugar yeah. detox or just to use it as a special treat. So can you recap the five key yeah. healthy yeah, sugars? But just to note that they are not sugar. They are not sucrose. They are not Sorry, sweeteners. Excuse me. Erythritol, xylitol, which a little bit breaks down into glucose. So it has some calories, it has some glucose, but no big deal. Erythritol, xylitol, monk fruit extract, stevia leaf extract, and allulose, we think 
is okay, but we would like to understand how it works more carefully. <laughs> a little bit yeah. more as well. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Sakiko, for being on today. Feel free to reach out to Sakiko or myself if you have any further questions, of course. And wishing you all a wonderful day. Hi, everyone. This is Claudia again. Before you take off, would you like to get a short email from me with some short but sweet fun tips, tricks and updates on all things longevity and lifestyle? This could be cool products that I've discovered, interesting posts or articles I've read and other fun and helpful things around longevity and lifestyle I've found for you. It's a very short piece of inspiration for you a few times a month. So if you want to receive it, check it out by going to longevity-and-lifestyle.com. That's longevity-and-lifestyle.com and leave your email to sign up for the next one. Yeah.